0: You have
1: to get to the root of where the doubt's coming from. You have to also realize you are the only one that gets to assign your relevance or gets to take away from it. So please be careful because when you assign that doubt, ask yourself, where is it coming from? When you give that doubt a louder voice than you do your drive, you know, you've already put yourself in a position where you can't succeed because you've already chosen it. Who I am is truly my purpose. I cannot tell you what a difference that it has made for me because i got to tell you what, I am not defined by the career, the success, the bank account. I'm defined by me and the person that I am every day in my life and that's the person that I work the hardest on. That's the thing I work the most on in my career. The things that we have in our careers, I mean, listen, there's ups and downs, there's things that fall through, there's going to be stuff that bugs you, that deals that, you know, you wanted to go a certain way that business. that's all going to be there. That's business. But what no one can do for us. No one else can acknowledge our worth like we can for ourselves. You're listening to The
0: Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer.
2: Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, do we have an amazing and exciting episode lined up for you today. We have as our guest none other than the incredible host of the hit reality TV series, The Biggest Loser, and the author of the best-selling book, Diet Right for Your Personality Type. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legend herself, Jen Widerstrom. Hello, Jen.
1: Hello. Will you please introduce me into every room I walk into? Like, I want I want when I go to Starbucks. I want when I wake up in the morning. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, you bet.
2: You bet. Anytime. We'll send you a copy of this recording, okay? And you can take it and, and just use that for your introduction. And I'll
1: just broadcast it. Perfect. It, you Perfect. bet.
2: Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Listen, we're really excited to have you on the show today. So, Jen, the name of this podcast is The Business of Thought Leadership. And our reason for being, as it were, is we want to show our listeners how they can take their passion, how they can take what they have experience in, and turn themselves into an authority. You've been able to do that in a really wonderful and powerful way. Would you mind just telling us your story? How how did you come to be this incredible success and authority that you are today?
1: Oh, wow. Thank you uh, for that acknowledgement. You know, I think it really... I feel like I just had an understanding of my identity finally. I think that I had spent a lot of time growing up doing sports in college sports as well. And my identity was always, you know, athletes going to KU, working on my degree in XYZ, you know, all that stuff. And then I did American Gladiator. So again, then my identity switched from that to being an American Gladiator. My identity was tied to my appearance. And when I finally stopped investing in the outside and started looking on the inside of who I am and what really made me joyful is when I start to stumble onto movement being medicine, right? Like movement being uh, a tool and, and that health and fitness quality of helping someone be healthier to really change their lives is what changed everything for me because it's what I did. I'd always worked out and eaten in a certain way in order to perform or to look a certain way, but never to feel a certain way, never to really actually be healthy. And when I start to see that transform The way I thought about myself and talked about myself, the way I had confidence about what I could do, the empowerment I felt, I started to realize a direct correlation between how health and fitness is basically a vehicle that I used to really help me be more courageous out in my real life. And that being said, I started to look at the application that, well, I'm not a unique unique scenario. I think a lot of people would benefit from this kind of transformation and engagement. And that's where. I mean, when people started to approach me to be a personal trainer, I, I said, oh, I'm not a trainer. I'm not, no, I'm just, you know, I just kind of work out. But, you know, I'll, I'll help you for free. So I was like training people for free and 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 doing nutrition programs for free just because I wanted to help people because I love help people. I like seeing people win. And it's so funny that I think it wasn't until I started really applying what I thought was unique to me, to everybody, how powerful that was. And I think that's why that passion for people using the vehicle of health and fitness is how I've made that into my business, made that into my profession, and actually kind of accidentally. It really rose to the surface for me.
2: That's absolutely amazing, uh, Jen. And, you know, you've managed to turn that expertise and that passion to being a a world-renowned authority in your field. How did that come about?
1: I think that certain doors will open for us, but we've got to walk through them. Given the opportunity, the door opening of Biggest Loser was one thing, but me actually walking through that door and presenting myself as I was, you know, very authentically, very passionately was my decision. And I what started to happen because of the show is I was able to create a deeper connection with people. And as we know, once you create connection, you can build trust. And once you can build trust with someone, you really can lead them anywhere. And I'm, I'm leading them to this book, to write to Your Personality Type, another, again, door that is open to allow my message to go further. And it's scary to write a book. It was hard for me. I struggle with the kitchen. I struggle getting to the gym. And most people think, oh, you would think, oh, no, 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 she's, she's the expert. How could she have issues? But I think that's why I'm able to teach it so well, because I do experience what everyone else does the same struggles, the same pitfalls the same obstacles and I, I think that ultimately me having the courage to really put that on paper and share it is again walking to that door and putting it out there because I think a lot of what times it happens we go through life and we learn some stuff and we're either ner- we're kind of nervous to share it because in a lot of ways, we worry what what will it reveal about me if I were to let people know that I've I've struggled myself. What would it let, what what people what would it reveal about me if 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 one person didn't like my book? You know, it's easy to get in your head and get stuck. And I just encourage people, don't get stuck, don't get tripped up on your own thoughts. You just gotta kind of lean into who you are and what you know. And honestly, if you're authentic, and and you and the work ethics there, of course. But you're a pleasure to be around people are going to understand the message and want to go for it. And so that's, I think that's just what I, I, I did. I started walking through the doorways that opened for me.
0: Wow. It's, uh, it's remarkable where you're at and the audience that you've built and the connection, as you say, that you have just looking online and, and who you've connected with and, and your audience. I'm really interested in hearing a little bit of that backstory of where you got onto the Gladiator program Was this the destination, or did this just sort of uh, kind of work its way out? I'd love to hear that backstory.
1: Oh, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing. I remember when I got asked to do American Gladiators, I thought, oh my God, I made it. This is it. This is the pinnacle, you know, because I was 24 at the time, and it was the biggest job I'd ever had, and, and I thought, this is it. And it was one of the best things to ever happen to me for the show to have run the two seasons and got canceled because here I thought that was the end. I thought that was the destination. And as I have discovered through my career, that was just one benchmark, one spot, one learning experience on the road to where I am now and where I'm going. So although it felt like a destination in the moment, it certainly wasn't in the big scheme of things for me.
0: That's interesting. And I I think at occurs for a lot of people, myself personally, where, you know, you don't know what that next step is, but you're focused on the the current step that you're on. And how did you leverage that experience from being on the Gladiator program? How did you leverage that to take your next step?
1: You know, it's funny. actually, I did actually the opposite. I wasn't leveraging it. I mean, it was nice to open an NBC show and have some, a little bit of traction but it didn't really get me anywhere professionally beyond that. It was such a niche show and such a niche part that it almost actually restricted me because I was thinking, do I go back to Chicago? Do I go back toward my degree? Do I mean, what it kind of got me stuck? Because I'm like, I, I don't know how to go forward from here, but I can't go back. And I kind of almost felt a little bit frozen. And if anything that I leveraged from it, it was the sense of, well, you gotta go forward. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, well, this is where I'm going. Let's take some momentum and just go forward. it wasn't so much a leveraging point, but a kick in the ass to say, all right, Jen, no, no turning back now. Let's see what we can do.
2: Amazing. And how did that path go to lead you to the biggest loser?
1: Well, it's funny because I mean, it kind of didn't, I mean, that was in 2008 for American Gladiators. And then. I had moved to you know Los Angeles and was kind of just trying to pay bills. wasn't sure what I was going to do or what what was going to work. And as I said, was kind of training people for free. I mean, I was teaching group classes at a go you know, in the valley just because if I worked there, I could work out for free because I didn't have the money for gym membership. So you know, it's all really funny and kind of convoluted how it happened. But year after year, I started to just build relationships and to kind of name for myself in the fitness world of training and then doing work with men's and women's health and then being an expert for msn.com and then kind of really growing step-by-step within the fitness community. And it wasn't until a guy was that you know, 20 2014 that loser actually brought me on. So you're looking at a, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, 34. I mean, that's over six years apart wow. of working day to day. It wasn't like a, this is a stop on the train station and three stops down. It's this, I mean, it was years in between of that role coming up. And I think that biggest loser happened just because of, you know, I put a lot of the work in understanding who, what was my voice in the training field and what I believed and what was my message and, and how I could be effective with that message, which obviously, you know, goes circling back to the book, there's so many diet programs out there and so many people saying, you've got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. And, I mean, there's a reason I'm not on the cover of my book. It's, it's, you, let's look at you, the reader, you know, you can't program successfully for someone if you don't include the person and the programming. And so what I have found and developed my method of really honoring the individual, because, you know, you got to look at it almost like a teacher in a classroom. They cannot teach all 30 or 40 students the exact same way. You've got to do that individual individualized instruction and coaching in order to see success. A people student that can read really well and one that cannot. Same with someone that's you know extremely organized or extremely chaotic and kind of you know free spirited in their life. I've got to train them and coach them differently in order to help them find success in the kitchen and in their workouts and therefore their health.
2: So the the message of the book really is that this book is as individual as you are. In terms of exactly. the success, it exactly. brings for
1: Exactly. Well you I mean that that's just that's just it. We know that how unique we are. So why are we all trying to fit into one specific program? You know, there's 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 information in the book regarding whole foods and quality nourishment and meal timing. I mean, that's all valuable and that's critical and that's in the book. But there's so much great information out there, but why is America still fat? Why are we still struggling so much with this obesity epidemic? And it's because no one's applying the information to the person, and that's what I'm doing. And I want people to identify themselves and find strengths, finally kind of get themselves clear that they're the greatest asset in their life. And frankly, with all the chaos in the world right now, especially our country, if we can't take care of ourselves, we can't be ready for anything. You know, we've got to start here and take those first steps towards ourselves and anchor who we are in our health and in how we treat ourselves and how we invest in ourselves if we're going to go out there and make a difference outside the walls of that gym or that kitchen.
2: That's brilliantly said. That's brilliantly said. You know what I like about you, Jen, and how you do what you do is you have a really never-say-die attitude about it. It took you six years to go from American Gladiators the biggest loser. You never quit. You kept going. You were just like, like, you know, this this beautiful, powerful bull that went forward and destroyed all the obstacles until you got to where you were and you made a difference for people. You came from a space of service and love. And I think it's Hmm. so important for our listener to understand that is a big part of your message. Because the people who listen to this, they're interested in what your expertise is, but they also want to know how they can take their own passion and bring it out to the world the way you have.
1: I love everything you just said. Like, I feel like we're we're kindred spirits in so many ways with this messaging. And I I think the one thing that got me through all those years of work and not seeing the end of the tunnel, because I think that's where people get stuck and they stop. And it's not that they're not capable. I think often people just end up quitting too soon. And what's difficult is the blind faith of, okay, well, when are we going to turn the corner? When, when do we see the resolve of the work? And what got me through the hardest weeks, the hardest minutes, because sometimes a minute is harder than a week for me, I, I, I realized that who I am is my purpose, not what I do. I happen to be an author right now. I happen to be on television. I happen to um, get to be in a place where I get to do podcasts and do all kinds of, you know, it's, it, it, that's what I do, not who I am. And when I shifted the focus of who I am is my purpose, and that's the most important thing in my day, that means the way I interact with the person that makes my coffee at the coffee shop, with the, with the gal at the grocery store checkout with a friend that's uh, having her first baby and is going through all the crazy mom stuff, whatever it is, the human being that I am, that woman, is my priority. And the fact that I get to train people and get paid for it, that's part of what I did and helped me keep my lights on in my house. But I let my daily drive be who, who I was to be my purpose. Always come through positive, kind, you know, so that powerful, like, of service and love. That's who I am. And that's what I live. The fact that all this other stuff happened was because I honored the purpose, because I honored who I was. And there's nothing more attractive in business than authenticity, like real people with real passion, because you can't make that up. You cannot fake it. You cannot create it. You can't make it. It has to be within you. And if you allow that to be your daily focus, the who you are versus the what you do, don't like don't use. It's like whoa, six years. I'm like, God, it didn't feel like it. I, I don't know. I just, I, I got a lot of great memories in those six years of helping people and working with people, bringing out their purpose, which is who they are. It wasn't just about the waistline because, and that's all I focused on. You know, we'd never make it out alive. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'd love to hear about your story around removing the inauthenticities because I'm going to guess that you weren't always this way and maybe you were, but what what were some of the things that helped you become more of who you truly are?
1: There's a great tool that I use. It's a very minor one, but it's powerful. And I just, uh, I feel like we all have this internal compass. So if you kind of visualize, you know, the, the compass in your hand with the arrow looking, you know, winding, looking for north, we have that right in the center of our chest, right? And I, and I feel like when I make decisions, when I meet someone, interact with someone, I'm programming a workout. It literally, when I'm choosing a meal, I have the compass. I either, it goes one of two directions. It either sinks down like that pit of your, sec- your stomach feeling. I have a sinking feeling, ugh, right? Or a, lift, a joy, a, like when you were just speaking a few minutes ago, I said, wow, we're kindred spirits. You were speaking. I had this lift in my chest, this, oh, like this lightness. And the compass tells me that that resonates with me and that feels special. How can I carry that in my day? And I really like this person or the opposite, right? Of the, you know, if I'm in, I don't know, I'm in traffic in LA and I have a moment of road rage. And I have this sink. It's like, oh, Jen, that's not you. You didn't have to honk, you know, or whatever it is. It could be as minor or as major in any of your decisions or in any of your awareness. But I use it to be aware of myself and like lean whatever is a lift. I go back for whatever is a sink. I learn from and I remove. That means people. That means places. That means things. That means thoughts. And I and I listen to it. And, that's, and that's, that was a huge tool for me
0: in all my time. Thank you for sharing that and with with your life now, you're helping people all over the planet really because of the the, the web and how people are connecting with you and I saw a tweet that you had put out around you showing yourself on, a, on an average day and could you share a little bit about that? Are you do you know the tweet that I'm talking about where you you took a couple of pictures of yourself?
1: Oh, was it when I was sitting and standing? Yeah. Oh sure. I was never supposed to post it in for everybody listening, it was essentially a moment I was sending uh, a funny picture to a good friend of mine and it was kind of like a low to high view in it and I was taking gonna take a picture of like a funny face but the with the angle of my camera was, you could see my stomach kinda shoved out and over my pants a little bit, and it just was a really, you know, not the most attractive angle or photo. And I was about to, I was getting ready for a photo shoot, and I really got in my head, and I started to be like, oh my God, I get so hard on myself. I thought, I looked terrible. I don't know what I can do today. And I really started to beat myself up mentally. And then I said, stop. You're being silly. And I stood up and took another picture of me just standing face on straight in the mirror. And sure enough, my abs were still there. <laughs> I had a small waist. You know, I, I, it was, it was this crazy thing how hard I was on myself. And I thought, man, if I'm this hard on myself, I can't imagine how many else is feeling. And so I posted that side by side because I want people to think, listen, like when you sit down, like you got organs in your, in your body, like, you know what I mean? It's like you've got your intestines, your stomach, your liver, your kid, like everything takes space. And the and, and and that's a beautiful thing to be healthy and to have room to, to you know what I mean for your body to be to hold the organs. It sounds so funny, but when you sit down, they've got to go somewhere. And I just kept thinking, man, like we, I, I really worry how hard people are on themselves. And and that's why I sent it because it's and I was very casual. So you know these were these are literally two minutes apart. Like guys, angles or everything don't worry and it went viral and global and it, was, it made me happy that people resonated with the fact that I'm human too what they're feeling is normal but let's kind of straighten out our heads about it
0: yeah I, I really I think it was an interesting article and I think it's just part of what you were saying is that it's your authenticity just really shone through for me anyway seeing that and I think it's a great message that probably aligns with who you are
1: yeah,
2: no, very much so. They they did a clip on this particular picture that you took on Fox News. I watched this Oh, and,
1: did you? Yeah, I okay. saw it.
2: And they were they were talking about exactly what you just said. And 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 how someone, you know, with your uh stature in the fitness industry was able to be so real and authentic and it really touched a lot of people. They actually had quite a few of their mm-hmm. um their viewers uh, comment on that in a very positive way. So kudos oh, to amazing. you. Kudos to you, Jen. I mean you're 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 you're, you. you're raw and you're real and that really is powerful from our Thank perspective. You. So Jen, would you share for our listener. There's probably people listening to this who may have been where you were at in between American Gladiator and Biggest Loser, or or maybe even before you got onto American Gladiator, who they have a passion, they have a belief in themselves, yet doubt can sometimes get in the way. What would you share with those people around staying the course?
1: You have to get to the root of where the doubt's coming from. And you have to also realize you are the only one that gets to assign your relevance or gets to take away from it. So please be careful because when you assign that doubt, ask yourself, where is it coming from? Because when you give that doubt a louder voice than you do your drive, you know, you've already put yourself in a position where you can't succeed because you've already chosen it. And I'm not just saying like thoughts become things. You've literally chosen it. So as I kind of alluded to earlier, and what I'm finding more and more as my career is getting busier, who I am is truly my purpose. I cannot tell you what a difference that it has made to me because I got to tell you what, if you were the only one that bought my book, right, uh, let's say nobody ever wanted to see me on TV again, all of these things ended. nobody would want to be on their podcast. I know I'm okay. I am not defined by the career, the success, the bank account. I'm defined by me and the person that I am every day in my life. And that's the person that I work the hardest on. That's the thing I work the most on in my career. The things that we have in our careers, I mean, listen, there's ups and downs. There's things that fall through. There's going to be stuff that bugs you, that deals up, you know, you want to go a certain way that didn't. That's all going to be the That's business. The thing is we're resilient enough to handle that and problem solve. But what we can't, what no one can do for us, no one else can acknowledge our worth like we can for ourselves. Hmm. And I know I change the room when I'm in it and not because I'm loud, not because I'm funny, not because of anything, not because of whatever. Because of me. And I know there's nobody else on the planet that can do me. And I think I just want your viewers to know what's some swagger? Nobody can do what they do. Nobody. Because no one else is them. No one has their heart, their thoughts, their feelings, their drive, their passion. Nobody. So start to act like it. And that's on a daily basis. That's really what it is. It's not like part time. I did good today. Can I take tomorrow off? I live this truth every day. And so what makes me my happiness? More than any television show, more than any book tour. But because I've flipped to that, is why I have a television show and why I have a book tour. So it is
2: there for you, but you got to honor the person first. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things that Michael and I like to do when we wrap up the show is we like to ask our honored guests what are your three expert action steps that you would want our listener to take on in their life so they can take their success and their passion? to the next level.
1: Okay. My action, the success. Okay. So the, the foundation, number one, you've got to take care of yourself. As I said earlier, if you don't take care of you, you no good to the world out there. Any change you want to see, whether it's in your health and fitness, whether it's in your career, and that means, literally funny. the foundations of health. Okay. That means you need to rest enough. You need sleep. You need to be hydrated and you need nutritional timing. I need you putting those things in your body because that's what makes your body trust you and keep you healthy and energized so you can be the rock star. Number one, that's the foundation, okay? Number two, be a pleasure to be around. In all the times that I was new, whether it was American Ground Leaders, my first modeling photo shoot, those are people will overlook your shortcomings if you're a pleasure to be around. Be a joy to work with because they're going to want to see you succeed. They're gonna to want to see you win, but if you're a jerk, if you're a complainer on set, if you're you know an hard job, no one's gonna push for you. No one's gonna be patient for you. So it'd be a pleasure to be around the number two. And then my third one: be accountable for your own greatness. Don't wait for permission. Don't don't ask to go. You have to be accountable for that own greatness for yourself because you're the one that sets the standard and you're the one that can meet it. And if you wait for others outside you to acknowledge or tell you it's okay, you've already lost.
2: Wow, that's absolutely brilliant. And of course, you've got your your book out and people should go pick up a copy of your book. Uh,
1: please, please, go get this book. I always joke it's kind of a it's more of a life guide uh, disguised as a diet book. It's diet like for your personality type. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, at my my social media it's at Jen Wiederstrom across the board from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, everything. There's tons of information. Go there or my website, com, You can find all kinds of information there. So there's no sort of, of, of social channel that you can't find information on getting the book.
2: That's fantastic. Absolutely. We highly recommend the book. Uh, Jen, you are uh, a dynamo. It's been an absolute pleasure and delight to have you on the show. Come back anytime for any reason. We'd love to have you. And uh, if you ever find yourself in, in uh, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, uh, please let us know. We'd uh, we'd love to host you at one of our events, or or, or just hang out and break some healthy bread with you. Ah, uh,
1: thank you so much. You've honored me with your words. I appreciate
0: it. Our pleasure. Our pleasure.
1: Okay.
0: Thanks a lot, Jen. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership. To get all of the show notes and as well the links that Jen was talking about in this episode, please go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership dot com. And as well, hit the share button. If you know of somebody in your life that should be more like Jen, that has that awesomeness in them, share this episode. Let them hear this and be inspired to go out and live their true purpose. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Balou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.